Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to episode 511 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you doing, fellas? Great. Tiger's got two points in the weekend, Glennie. Life is good. Oh, fuck, the internet was still all over them, though. The Tigers were still a big story of the weekend. There's a lot of fucking memes and a lot of chat. Just can't yeah, get well, away from them. Well, yeah, like, you know, they, they get the clicks. They do. They drive engagement, Glennie. Yes. You just got to accept that. It's like a, you know, whether, where, whereas it might not be like, you know, what you would consider like an, you know, call it like an alpha club or big club moves, but it's still like important, vital, in fact. That's it. So like they're, they're not the brains of the competition. They're probably not even the hearts of the competition, but I mean, they, they like may the well be the asshole of the competition, though. Well, they're, they're like the skin, knowing they're important. Tia, they're ev- the blood every, or something. Everybody needs a sphincter. <laughs> You've got a scissor your turds, and it's got to close when you're swimming, so you don't fill up with water. Very important. <laughs> yeah, okay, you've sold me. That's always tigers. <laughs> the sphincter of the NRL. All right. <laughs> Is there anything you want to go through before we uh, get into the uh, recaps for the games from round seven? No, because amazingly, the quality of footy out there at the moment is taking all of the media space. True. So when there's there's nothing for them to get hyped up or for dumb shits on social media to fucking crusade about, you know, a la the scores were too big or the margins were too great or anything like that, there's nothing now for the media to throw clickbait about. So they have to actually talk about the footy, which means there's no... It's funny, they're actually also doing the crackdowns right. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not even cracking down to the point where people are going too, too mental about... Crackdowns. Yeah. So, I guess, hey. Volandis is back in the good books. You know, it, fellas, PVL might be having a break, and whoever the brains of the operation is, that's uh, not being completely reactive and uh, not fucking everything up and uh, giving the media heaps to chew over. Fuck yeah. Kudos to you, faceless man. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for West Tigers, of course. I mean, they still find ways to fucking kick them no matter what time of thing. And I guess Jack Whiten's the other one too, but I mean, we'll talk about that. Hopefully something more adventurous on Wednesday, but that dude, if he can get that money from Canberra, particularly oh, yeah. after the weekend. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You, you, knock, you can knock 300 grand off the asking price. <laughs> but anyway, um, round seven kicked off on Thursday night with the South Sydney Rabbitohs 36 defeating the Dolphins 14 at Suncorp Stadium, the Rabbitohs' tries came through a double to Campbell Graham. Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Isaiah Tass, and Alex Johnson with tries. Latrell, five conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Dolphins. Uh, tries through Ian Mason and Jeremy Marshall King. Asako, two conversions and a penalty goal. It was a bit of a shame that the score got away from the Dolphins towards the end, but pretty scary signs when the Rabbitohs switch it on and... I think the you know the game was toing and froing a little bit, and I think the Dolphins were still still in the contest right up until Kenny Bromwich's sin binning, and I think the Rabbitohs sensed uh, a bit of blood in the water, and it was it's, they really put the game to bed with with a couple of quick tries, and, and the Dolphins couldn't slow them down from there, and the score blew out, which is probably the you know it's obviously the, the first real, um, and and it still wasn't even that. You know, it's not like they put fifty on them or anything. I think the, no. the Dolphins just let it get away um, it like towards it was back end of the game. Too, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They they clawed it back and um, continued to compete, which is, is is becoming a bit of a hallmark of this this Dolphin side. No matter who's who's in or out, um, which is which is a testament to obviously Bennett's coaching and the and the, the caliber of the or the character of the side, I should say. So, 
But the Rabbitohs, I, I think Campbell Graham, again, was massive for them. Obviously, yep. Luttrell, Cody. Yep. Um, yeah, they when they when they get it right, they're impressive. So really, it was just a series of unfortunate events that got them into the position to, that led up to the Kenny Bromwich situation because yeah. that first try where where Graham pushed over the the, the guy mm. the defender that was very fucking it was very lucky that wasn't a penalty the other way exactly and then they scored that bullshit try on the down the left which is that was just fucking ass and then that was back to back bang bang and then Kenny Bromwich decided that okay it's time to lift the guys. So I'm going to fucking put a shot on and he just got it wrong. Yeah. And then that was that. And then, then you know, they didn't need that 10 minutes down a man and that was the end of it. The, that's it. The, the Dolphins are firmly that team that, and the important phrase here is all things being equal, can can match it with a lot of teams in the NRL. Yeah. But you, you take that all things being equal out and it hurts them fucking terribly. Yeah. So that, that period was something they were just never going to come back from. Yeah. Um, Campbell Graham again, like you know, a couple of little mishaps in his game that that haven't been there earlier season. But still, I would suggest the form centre, like true true positional centre. So yeah. much the, so that the, the origin talk is centred around around him again, and I don't know. Oh well, there, there was that winger for fucking Canterbury had a, a blinder of a game, and there was like you know a couple of articles about that. Mm. But again, I I think honestly, I think people are wising up, and when the replies to that article is, "fuck off, idiots," one great game doesn't make you an origin bolter. Mm. <laughs> um, well, I think New South Wales are they're going to shoehorn between Teddy Turbo Latrell. You know, they've got an embarrassment of riches, yeah. and and I think they'll. You know, Freddie's probably the the kind of guy that wants to find room for all of them. You know. Yeah, Freddie's Freddie's also the fucking weak link in the in that yeah. side. Yeah, they, absolutely. You, you mentioned embarrassment of riches. Only Freddie could find a way to fuck them up. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And not win and not win ten series a row with those fucking did, guys in their prime. Did we? Did we see? Um, did we all see Joey put fucking dumb cunt Paul Gallon in his place? No. <laughs> what did no, he do? So Paul, Paul Gallon was suggesting that um, you play Tommy on the wing in Origin. <sighs> And so someone's asked Joey about that and said, oh, you know, Paul Gallon suggested that... Da, 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 da. And before they even finished the sentence, he's gone, fucking no. Like, just no. <laughs> he's like, he, he played in the centres, like, it was a year before that, and he, like, one yeah. player of the series yeah. in the centres. Yeah. Why? Why are you going to fucking... He said, you, your wingers play like an extra prop in origin. Yeah. Why are you giving him fucking bash work? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Idiots. So that that was, and, that's, and I think that's that's part of Freddie's problems as well. He's just like, just you don't have to overcomplicate this thing. You got some some of the fucking best players in the competition at your disposal at the moment. Yeah, Gener- generationally the, pen, the pendulum has swung to New South Wales' favour, just the, you know, as as it was swung in Queensland's favour during you know their dynasty period. And at the moment, he's probably he's you know he should be he should be five in a row, but he's fucking. Yeah. Fuck them up, like you know, yeah. with with you know, trying to be clever with selections or you know, non-selections and yeah, yes. That's anyway. It. Anything socials else you want to no say one. on that game? No. What were the socials like that for our dear Dolphins friends? They're all fucking. They're just proving to be a nice, measured fan base. These Dolphins people, uh, David. Great first half, shit second half. Outplayed by a better team, ill discipline cost us a big margin. Liam said, so it felt like the Dolphins were just starting to get the ascendancy back when Bromwich got sent. It was all over after that. Thomas said, it's hard to be super positive. A Dolphins team with half a fin left still gave us a run. They got that last nub binned. We haven't beaten any actual contenders for the title yet this season. And playing like this, we won't. I want to see us beat someone solid before I get excited. Anthony said, we'll get the Japanese hooked on the game without much Dolphin blood in the water. I'm surprised it's taking that much. I'm surprised it's taking that, that that long in the season to start getting those those sorts of comments. Guess <laughs> people are just holding on to them, waiting for a flogging. Um, the Sharkies 22 to feed the Roosters 12 at a Reclaim Australia Stadium, and uh, the Sharkies 22 points came through tries to Moylan, the Moot, 
Blake Braley and uh, Britton Nakora. Nico, two conversions from four attempts and a penalty goal. The Roosters, their tries came through Egan Butcher and Brandon Smith, with Sam Walker converting both of his opportunities. Well controlled from, from Nico Hines throughout, I thought. Um, they say the sign of the great players is that they, they make their teammates better. And for me, Braley has gone to another level playing with Nico. He's he's had raps on him since he came into first grade, but he just looks he looks like he has more time um, and he's more selective with he, with his options. And more often than not, he, he takes the right one. Um, and the way Hines is playing and, and and the way he drags those other players along. And the post match interview, he said, you know, they they were disappointed in in that game against the Warriors a week ago, and they wanted to come out in front of their home fans and and you know. Put on a type of the type of performance that the fans deserved, which you know, I guess from a Sharks player, he meant they deserve something good. But anyone else would would probably beg to differ. But you know, they they put in a a really solid workmanlike effort and took advantage of their opportunities and, and were quite measured and controlled. It was, it was impressive, yep. especially against the Roosters. Yeah, definitely. I, I think though that the operative word that you've used, Glennie, is control. And that's where the Roosters are, are falling down. A lot of people have said that their issue with them is their depth. And that's definitely a factor, like you've mentioned a bunch of times. The, the guys who used to be a, you know, inverted commas, solid bench for them are now starters. Mm, and yeah. if you were only a solid bench, now you're a starter. Who's replaced you on the bench? My issue with the Roosters in tough games like this is leadership. And they're going to get those nights where, where two dads and, and cheese get in there and lift the team. But that, that works in bursts. That There might yeah. be a 10-minute burst where it'll let them get some ascendant, ascendancy. And then if the team can continue with that momentum, fair enough, it might hold them well in the game. Mm. But when they actually need somebody for an extended period of the game to control the direction the team goes in, to do that crucial role, whether the best organisers in the competition do it, and this is the, 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 the Reynolds, the Clearies, those guys, the, you know... Um, Hughes and Munster as well. I'm I'm going to control 18 tackles. So it's not just this set I'm worried about. It's this set. It's where they start theirs and then our next one as well. You know, to and I, I don't think the Roosters have that. Walker's not that guy yet. And I don't think Kiri's that guy either. I think he's still way too fragile. He hasn't been himself since he's come back and fucking rightfully so. You know, a, a strong breeze can make you forget your family. But I don't don't think the Roosters have enough nous when it comes to someone controlling the game for them. Yeah, and and not to mention the fact that uh, you know two of the hotter heads in their in their side ensured that they finished the game with eleven players. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Victor Adley. <laughs> It's beyond history. a joke now. History is, is proving can, me right. Can we talk about oh, that for a second? Well, well, yeah, go for it. What do you and, want to talk about? Well, the, Him being a liability. The, the, the controversy around how, how it happened. Yep. And, and giving an intentional penalty, just the, the vibe is so they could go back and have a, a captain's challenge. Mm. And then, because Robbo was going off in his press conference that he believes that the rule was incorrectly adjudicated and they should have been given the ability to to have a look at it, to use a captain's challenge. Okay. Now, well, I mean, yeah. to me, that fucking goes against everything I believe in and the fact that he's just sitting there and saying it so openly in the what fact that, that there, there's a part of the rules that I don't agree with so we weren't able to use a captain's challenge. So one of my players intentionally gave away a penalty so yeah. that we could have a captain's challenge. And I think that's okay. Yeah. What, what was that's that game? What had, like, wasn't it last year something happened? The year before, so it, was, it was like a similar situation where like they gave away a penalty on purpose. To the, it was to a para game, wasn't it? I, I cannot fucking remember for the life of me. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's happened before though. Yeah. But yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, if you're going to give away a penalty on purpose to to try and give yourself a break in play, so you can ask for a captain's challenge, maybe make it someone like Sam Walker, who's not a fucking germ. 
and doesn't have massive <laughs> a, yeah, a massive form. fucking list of crimes <laughs> you know, in his past that give him that sort of that kind of you know glare from the referee that you know guys like Jaria Hargraves probably yeah. has as well and you know players like that so 100% yeah Anything else you want to add to that one, Galeni? No, that's it for me. Lovely. Uh, Jared, you said Rad, uh, Radley Sin being cheese in the bin, the only grub missing was two dads. Uh, Jason said, this is what happens when you replace your reputation for being calm and level-headed in any situation with JWH, Lodge, Radley and cheese. There you go. Colin he said, no connection in the rooster's spine. Makes for a crippled team. Uh, at Les Trade on Twitter said Jackson Palo looking better each week. Who knew the missing piece of his game was not getting death threats from his own fans? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sean, he said, uh, I'm crushing the footy tipping comp at the moment. Lucky my nine year old daughter is choosing my tips. Well, there you go. This Quality. Was a hard one to pick. This week, this week was a fairly easy. This one, this was a fairly easy, easy yeah. week for tips. At least, at least according to my fucking score, must have been easy. Um, right, moving on to the mighty manly Siegs Evils eighteen to feed the Melbourne Storm eight. Did you just rookie. say Siegs Evils? He sure did. Yeah, I sure did. That's um, their new name now, forever. Yeah, Siegs <laughs> Eagles eighteen tries uh, to Tommy Turbo and Lachlan Croker daily two conversions and three penalty goals the Storm's eight a try to William Warbrick and uh, two penalty goals to Jonah Pezzett and Kalini do you want to go first to get the level headed stuff out of the way because <laughs> 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 um, I can go if I need to oh no I don't, I don't think the Storm were there 100% for the contest and I think Manly were um, which, which surprised me a little bit. Um, I was disappointed with Munster. Uh, we spoke about lessening that 5'8 role um, to put him into fullback, and I think it probably rang true. He, he he just was a little bit out of his depth in certain areas and probably tried a little bit too hard as the game... Excuse me, as the game wore on. Um, I'll let you talk about Manly, but I, I think it come down to Melbourne weren't physically up for the contest and when they realised that Manly were I think they mentally checked out I don't think they really stepped up to to, to take the game to Manly when they realised that it was it was going to be a physical contest which is surprising for me for a, a Melbourne side well, they, I think I think the three guys like Kamikamika and um, Loyero they just tried to fucking grub it mm. To get through that, you know, through, you know, with, with you know, trying to get, you know, dog shots and late shot, late shots and things like that. And That's exactly it. So, yeah, I, I so. think way too much. And there was a, a comment to this effect later on, but um, Mel- Melbourne went into it looking to do a battle of brookie shit and do fucking dirty shit to get things going, and didn't concentrate enough on actually playing footy. Yeah. Whereas Manly, their lead up was all about battle of brookie internally, and you know they got some of the old guys like Watmo and Glenn Stewart and stuff in there through the week to you know chat to the guys but they didn't you know they they didn't cross the line they just fucking they just went out there you know hard and just and build the fuck out like melbourne yeah. this, i haven't seen melbourne have the fuck beaten out of them like that for quite some time physically yeah. on you know on the field on a field um which was fucking great i mean this Paseca's second stint when he comes back on uh you know he has he has a long first stint like you know for the first half and when he comes back on in the middle of the second half fuck he's been damaging and we finally got the call back for Toff Sipley, and who's been playing a great and being like a leader to Blacktown um, this season before he's got his chance again. And he was fucking amazing. Like oh, he got something like 100, 160, 170 meters off the bench, which was you know off about you know probably fifteen runs or something, which was just fucking tremendous as well. And the way that he was winding up the crowd as well yep. was um, was fucking great to see. And potentially, if he can stay on the field. <laughs> There's a there's a potential new fucking cult cult hero in uh, in Ray Tumalo Vega, uh, who has had this was maybe his third chance I think that he's had uh, at first grade, and this is the one where he showed that he's fuck he's up to it, and not only is he up to it in a game like this, he oh, he's a fucking animal, and he just needs to he just needs just a little bit of fucking molding just to take just to take him five percent back towards the line. 
and without you know without actually losing you know the sort of the the matai or tafua sort of hit nature that he seems to naturally have because he was fucking he was fucking hype and i mean he pulled off some big plays and he pulled off some big hits and he didn't mind carrying on with it after as well and letting them know they were fucked um Hamali again still fucking like he's had most games this season he's had a huge hit where he's just yeah nearly killed the guy fucking all one of the hardest guys to kill in the comp too i'd imagine yeah but that was impressive the got, timing of fucking of, belted the timing of both players for that tackle when you yeah. actually saw the shot from behind them as Olam was running the ball, like yeah. it was almost perfect, perfectly coordinated. Um, the the way that they they dropped low to to get their shoulders and had a shoulder reach side on his ribs yeah. uh, was impressive, and it's it you know really set the tone. Yeah, and um, daily like footwork, making line breaks, like he was carve he was carving them in the first sort of ten minutes of the game, carved them twice down the down the right hand side. Um, Saab's looking great. Like since he put on all of that size uh, in the time off when he was re- rehabbing the injury, um, he's not getting monstered anymore. Like he's not mm. getting pushed back when he takes the ball, and he's starting to fucking put hits on people and shit as well, which is great. And, yeah. I mean, I, I and there was zero comments. hesitation hey, defensively you, you for him as well. Like you're just completely disregarding the Penrith game the week before when he got absolutely fucking manhandled. No, he didn't. But no, keep going. No, he didn't. But he, did. he was, and he actually stopped all the tries that Morgan Harper tried to let in. Do you, do down you, that side, do you know that, you like that, game, that game was televised, so other people saw. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Everyone saw it, and you can go back and watch the fucking game tape. You certainly can. I do. I jerked oh. off to it three times today. You, you barely watch fucking. You, you watch the fucking KO mini and fucking look at the fucking <laughs> and look at the fucking score sheet, and then you and then you go and then you go over to fucking then you, then you go to Panthers Twitter yeah. and fucking beat off over people over those fucking doorknobs fucking retards. No one watches porno for the storylines. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, let's. I mean, we we can go. Over, we can keep going over old shit. And as it turns out, I mean, that game was obviously you know clearly the anomaly based on you know multiple fucking golden point extra time games and tired team, and they got a good rest and they came out and they fucking put it on the storm. And um, you got to love it, especially when the media through the week was oh this you know battle of brookie shit. So it's all yeah, I love it when it's like a, a hyped game and they fucking rise to the occasion. And um, and uh, a shout out, special shout out to William Warbrick from the Melbourne Storm, who um, a friend was on a flight up from Melbourne to Sydney through the week when the Storm players were coming up. And he's a manly fan, and he sort of said, look, you know, he was sort of joking with him, you know, like, go easy on us or whatever, you know. And and Warbrick was saying with great confidence that he was going to score a fucking hat trick down (laughs) down that side, (laughs) you know, this week. And I had that work out for you, bitch. Hold fucking Vegas pocket and... uh, Shut your damn mouth, bitch! Um, at Munster, finally, that puts to, that puts to bed forever. The the chat that perhaps he's better position as fullback than his best position is five eighth, and um, Craig Bellamy was fucking thoroughly outcoached. The sa- by the, look, the only people man. having those conversations also sit down and discuss the fucking good points of both Lord of the Rings movies and Harry Potter movies. So only fuckheads have those conversations. Oh, you know, like, you say like, like like turfs. What's that? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, you know, like Harry Potter, you can't, yeah, you, like the kids aren't allowed to enjoy Harry Potter anymore because JK hates trans. Oh, does she? Well, you know, she, I don't know if she hates there you him. Go. Look, you know, I'm not, I'm not prepared if she hates him from the comments I've seen, but she hates him, you know, it's all about the audience reception, isn't it? Yeah. And, Mag- uh, well, well, all I know, Harry Potter is magic Star Wars. Look, essentially it is, and you can definitely weave it into that into the, the that sort of you know archetype sort of thing. Fuck me, Dad! I didn't think I could get any more bored than I was listening to you talk about Manly, and now we're talking about Harry Potter and fucking Star Wars. Jesus fucking two, Christ! Two two movie franchises of which you haven't fucking seen a minute. Of course I have. Yeah, about, yeah, I've cool. seen all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, what happens? And he saw it reenacted as a one-man show by the singer of Counting Crows. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only like, and it was, it was literally like a a one-scene fucking play that ran for exactly whatever the fucking length of All Star by Smash Mouth is. <laughs> oh fucking hey, hell! Let's go to the socials for this sister. fucking game. Are you glad you spoke up now, Glennie? Yeah, always. Was it worth it? Fucking bring it on, cunt. <laughs> Whatever. Liam, he's in Aaron Woods, undefeated, 
as a siege evil. He's actually <laughs> um uh, yeah, 0-2 and, and and oh and two at Blacktown. There you go. Sorry, sorry, two and oh at Blacktown, one and oh at Manly. One oh, sorry, two of two, one of one, so he's fucking killing it. And look, we I forgot all about Woodsy. He did have one of those fucking things like what really early when he you, first you came on. in spite of Aaron Woods. Well, no, no, he did, he had he had one of those woodsy things where he was trying to do the quick play of the ball and fucking you know the ball come out and he was like trying to say it was. The thing is, it's one of those ones where yeah, the ball did get knocked out, but it's your job to fucking actually secure it and get up and play the ball properly and stop trying to milk a fucking penalty, you idiot! Especially when you're like twenty meters out from your fucking own try line. Um, but the the, the dude, he almost had the fucking perfect fucking night out. So yeah, that one situation where he sort of stripped. Hughes, I think it was, which almost resulted in a try. And then he had that other situation where he was actually on the end of a kick and just fractionally missed getting the getting to the ball before Hughes could sort of do a really bodgy and lucky, you know, version of grounding it. So he almost finished up being a two-try hero. But um, look, Woodsy, you didn't lose us the game. And uh, if I can say anything about you, I can say that. You didn't lose us the game. Fuck so yeah. keep doing that. Keep not losing us games. There you go. Jamie said, didn't even need to get out of first gear to flog those grubs. Like uh, Bennett Jamie. said, is there a better way to kick off the weekend? I think not. And Kurt, the resident sensible Melbourne fan, uh, he said, only positive from this game is it finally puts the narrative by Nufty Storm Facebook groups put Munster at fullback to rest and they can return to carrying on about the jersey not being purple enough. <laughs> our spine was completely out of sync. However, my main concern, however, is just out, how outdated our forward pack is compared to the rest of the comp. As much as Jake King plays with guts and heart, unfortunately, being a workhorse just doesn't cut it for a 13 anymore. Um, Radley, no brains or skill. Lynn, on Twitter, she said, Manly played with Mungrel. We've been missing that for a long time. And how ugly were the Storm jerseys? So that was a lovely segue. <laughs> I got to say, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't one. even. I, I, they, they didn't strike me as being, you know, particularly. I wasn't. I, honestly, I didn't even fucking. I, I couldn't even recall a detail about them. Such yeah. was my interest in their jersey. Uh, yeah, mate. Bigger Rod uh, down in Bega. Funnily enough, he said he, uh, to this game, not a fan of the way refs are interpreting the hip drop. If play with the ball is still fighting to move forward, the tackler from behind will almost always land on their legs. Need to remove the defensive player dropping down for a stationary attacker as second or third man in. Have you guys got a go on how they're interpreting hip drops? Yeah, I don't think I don't think that a, that a guy that if a player keep, is is continuing fighting to move forward, I don't think it's a, it's at all a it's at all like a you know a guarantee or a likelihood that the player's going to land on their legs because the way the only the, the way that the you know when they're talking about hit drops it's when the player's got the the guy around the waist and then pulls him back down and lands on his legs while he's pulling him backwards i mean if you're if you're tackling a guy from behind and letting him fall forward there's no hip drop there's no hip drop or any uh, it's only when you're pulling the guy down backwards and his legs get tangled up under you when you do it yeah that and some of those aren't you know technically hip drops but it's obviously become an issue like injury wise and so it's like it's like crusher tackles if the guy is backing into the tackle and you've got your shoulder behind his head and sort of pushing forward as he's going down you're getting penalized whether you're meant to do it or anything so now players know when they've got the arm wrapped around the neck or the head they let their head pop through yeah so to, so as to avoid being penalized for and this will be the same thing people yeah. the players will just figure out we've got to do the thing so our you know we're positioned bodily in a way that we're not going to land that way that gets us penalized and this is that I, I think the next thing the NRL need to do is come out and be very clear with wording because that was the best thing when it came with head highs yeah that they came out and said that a head a head high is two of these three things um, yeah yeah you know, was it like high high late and forceful that, that was the, the three things. So it always has to be high. Yeah. Um, but then it was also, if it's late or forceful, then it was an, an extra egregious one. I think they just need to come up with some definitive terms for it. I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. That's all the socials on that one. Let's okay, go. so we move on to the Warriors 22 defeat the North Queensland Cowboys 14 in New Zealand. Mount Smart Stadium, the Warriors 22 tries to AFB. Kosi, Curran, and Dylan Walker. Sean Johnson, two conversions from four attempts and a penalty goal. The Cowboys, 14, tries to Murray Taolangi, Valentine Holmes, Ruben Cotter, and Val with one conversion. The Warriors were pretty impressive in front of a, a really raucous home crowd in, in full voice. They, they just kept coming, and the Cowboys 
we've said it for a number of weeks now that they are still away off off their best, and it, it's probably starting to get a little bit concerning. Um, you know, we, we might keep saying this for another month or two, that they're just off their best and, and things start getting out of reach. Um, Can I just interject and say today I saw that, that – um, that Tamalolo is looking four to six weeks on the sideline. Yeah. Okay. So, so when so when it's like immediately related to what you just said then about yeah. the Cowboys not being at their best. Yeah. And he's you know he's a guy that can get guys to come along with him if you know what I mean. So without him in the side where they're already down from where they were certainly last year, um, that's it's starting to get concerning. As I said, I I don't think it's impossible for him to turn it around, but, you know, injuries starting to come into it now. and um, I, I think it's a massive worry that that injury has so much impact on them because a lot of their success last year came from a reduced reliance on him. Mm. He's obviously still yeah. going to be such a dominant fucking player, but they went from that Cowboys team, which like we're talking about right now, oh, he's out, no chance. No one tips him, no chance. Just ab- absolutely heart and soul of their team, gone. Whereas last year, they played without him for stretches, mm. and they missed yeah. him, obviously. But it wasn't a death sentence for them. Yeah, I think... And they don't have that this year at all. Yeah. I just think some of the other guys that really stepped up last year have probably... Especially the younger guys, maybe Left a little bit club. of... Yeah. <laughs> no, Tom I'm talking. Tom, I'm ta- Tom Gilbert yeah. left. The, yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm talking. You know, guys like Cotter and, and, and blokes Everyone like that. Everyone thought it was Ruben Cotter, but it was actually yeah. Tom Gilbert was the guy that should have got paid. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I, I just think, well, it's actually the Chad. I think the Chad and did. It's just not. It's not working this yeah. year. Like it not, was not like, to the we level it was. We were surprised last year at how well it worked. And we were, fuck me, we were wrong. Cowboys are right. Yep. Mm. This year, the problem with the, I mean, this game was a pretty shit game, like because both the teams are dropping the ball a lot. Sure. Um, yep. But the Cowboys, the the Warriors weren't bothered by the Cowboys' attack at all. There was because they didn't have any. There was no direction to it. Mm. You know, yeah, there wasn't. There didn't look like there was a plan, and that and and that's not the injuries or anything either. I mean, that's like those guys are all in place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the Warriors are. You know, they that's that's going to become quite a fortress again. Uh, if they keep playing the way that they are, that the crowd's turning up and and in full voice, and it, it certainly come across on the TV. And um, you know, Sean Johnson again um, had some some quality moments in quality plays in big moments. Um, you know, and Josh Curran as well. Um, I want to give yeah. him a wrap. He's he's so consistent for them. All right, certainly is. Anything else you want to say? Uh, social loot. Well, that was our mate Carsten. He said, I'm all for world hotening if these stupid islands sink into the sea where they belong just for playing <laughs> afternoon games at Mount Scaffolding. Oh, and the game didn't deserve me getting out of bed at 6.30am. <laughs> King Levius. Can I just say, I love it that a German who lives in Switzerland is making jokes about Kiwis being scaffolders. <laughs> like, I mean, that's when that that's that's multi that's that's multicultural at its best. <laughs> right there. Fuck yeah. Uh Levius, two from two, you hillbilly fucks. Enjoy your shitty Queensland mid strength beer on your flights back home. This mountain is our fortress in twenty twenty three. Hammers. Cowboys have so many plotters on their side, they're Melbourne North. I like it. Get on board. Uh, Gus. The best performance from the Cows all year, but still something missing. A big dominant front rower to get them on the front foot. Drink water at 70%, and they will be a different team when he hits 100. I'd be pissed if I was a Sharks fan watching Johnson run the show compared to what he did for them. Anyone know what they paid him? Can he and them keep it up? Clock started impressive as well. It's probably also worth pointing out that they were without Tamari Martin. Yeah. who has been absolutely astronomical for them. Mm. Um, okay, so what what has what has unleashed Sean Johnson, and how much should the Tigers pay for it? <laughs> well, they had it in Webster, well, and, a good co- a and, good co- a good coach. Yeah, and, <laughs> he was already that, there. The first part of your answer. <laughs> yeah, a, a good coach that had previously been employed at the Tigers. <laughs> so. Is it, is it that Sean Johnson has been re-unleashed, not unleashed for the first time? 
Is that the issue? Because he was good at one stage. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had a fair... Look, when he left the Warriors, he was on, on a dip. That dip continued in large part when he was at the Sharks, but he's yeah. got a new lease on life there, and um, Man, you can only I'm, really put it down to Webster. I'm so fucking happy that I was wrong on him because I was ready to like just put him down in that that pile of the greatest things that never were. Mm. You know that that he never had his Benji Marshall Wayne Bennett moment where they turned around and said, "Well, look, actually, no one fucking wants you. We'll take you, but you need to be thankful that we are." And without any of that shit happening to him, he's having a fucking resurgence. So I'm very happy about that. Next game, right. what have we got? The Panthers 16 defeated the Knights 15 in Newcastle. The uh, Panthers 16 came through tries to uh, To'o and Salmon. Uh, what have we got? One conversion from two attempts to Cleary, uh, two penalty goals to Cleary, two field goals to Cleary, defeating the Knights 15 tries to Tyson Gamble, Tyson Frizzell and Phoenix Crossland. Uh a field goal to Tyson Gamble and uh, one conversion to Lockie Miller and he missed his only penalty goal which is ultimately the story of the game. Yeah. Just, it, this is a really simple one. Penrith were sloppy with the ball. They didn't respect it and and almost paid the price. However, when you are the greatest team in the history of competitive sports, you can play like absolute <laughs> fucking Christ. dog flaps. <laughs> And still managed to jag wins like this against joke organisations such as the Newcastle Knights. It really, it really does underline just how much of a joke the Newcastle Knights are, really. And um, and their fa- and for the and the fact that they they led the game so well at half time, um, looked looked you know they're awful in the second half. Let's be real. Um, but sort of pulled their shit together, you know, with three and a half minutes or four minutes to go to actually have the lead and give their fans like that second bite of of hope. Yeah, uh, the, the sweet, sweet, fucking juicy pie of hope, and then to have the fucking kicked out of their hands <laughs> was—I mean, it was special. I mean, like that, uh, it fucking got me moist. I'll, I'll give you the tip. The, the the differences are in the tiny things around it, and one of the glaring ones is the speed at which Penrith played the game. They were fucking so slow across the park. Generally, their average play the ball speed is under three seconds. It was almost four for this game. So just across the park, they weren't as urgent in their play. And I think a lot of that comes down to what the nine's doing. Appy, to his credit, would get guys up and playing the ball properly. And I really hope that the Mitch Kenny effect isn't starting to rub off on the actual play before the ball's even played. That would be a fucking travesty. It also seemed to be a couple of the younger guys that were making silly errors, pushing passes, just not not taking simple options when they were the best ones. And so hopefully this turns into close enough to a loss because we're not going to have those losses we need to have. We just we just don't lose. So unfortunately, we're not lucky <laughs> as, as clubs like Manly oh, who fuck. can like go out there and just so effortlessly lose games to palm off as what they have to have. We don't get to learn those lessons. So we have to somehow find a way to take the lessons of defeat, but in victory. Can we play the Oscars music? Like, it's psychologically... This is the fucking lowest point of the show right now. The hardest point. Like, in the history of 500 episodes. I just want to give up on this show. Can we just cut it now and never, ever come back? Yeah, do we do we need to finish this one first, Glenny, or can we just fucking just no. up here? Oh, I'm happy to hit the fucking red button right now. <laughs> I don't even know if we need to fucking export the files or anything. Just get up and walk out and never come back. Burn the cunt to the ground. <laughs> um, and then the, the clutches, oh, fuck, we're still going. The clutchest player in the history of, of rugby league just missed nailed. two field goals. <laughs> Two of the fucking worst field goals I've ever seen. You know what? This game actually probably should have ended at, what was it, 15 all after that field goal, and then yep. it probably should have ended 17-15 from a penalty right in front afterward. Yeah. With uh, with Fitzgibbon, how, whoever how, the fuck it was, trailing through and smacking that? him. Tra- I mean, it was all. nothing, but it was still high and, like, you know, but unnecessary. Again, it, well, it was high and late. Yeah. So when, that, when yeah. they talk about there's your criteria. I mean, minimal contact, but still, I mean, you know. Yeah. People Look, get pinged for fucking minimal contact. 
if that was any other time in the game, if that had been after a fifth tackle set, yep. would have been called back for a penalty, 100%. Yep. Yep. Because it was contact with the head and it was late. And it maybe you just balanced it. Maybe you just balanced out from the, the Frizzell penalty that was bullshit. But um, yeah. See, he had a fucking great game too, Frizzell. He was fucking great. That line he ran to fucking score that easy yeah. try in the first half. Was, like, it. It was And just like the awareness to be there, you know, for for the quick, you know, crap. I, I miss peak Frizzle. He was a fucking monster. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, you know, top three origin peak Frizzle. He yeah, was fucking yeah. great to watch. He gave some great times. Oh, so he fucking did. Uh, Nathan. It's a 26 errors, 15 penalties, two hits of ice in my veins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's probably uh, that's... the worst byproduct of the of the Panthers form, is that it's it's given like a whole new generation of just uneducated drug addicts <laughs> with access to the internet, the ability to. Find... <laughs> I'll tell you what. The, did you see that one out of the NBA today? Uh, no, I did like, not. Um, so the the Warriors lost their first playoff game um, to Sacramento. Right. Who, you know, feel good story. Had the who are on they're on that historic like you know drought. That's it. And finally um, making the finals again, yep. So one of, one of them dropped 40. Right. And this fucking fans in the audience, like, sign-languaging at Steph Curry. Like, he's like, 40. And then he mounts, <laughs> on your fucking head. <laughs> it was fucking great. So um, Matthew said, was an expected Penrith win. Just. The positives for the Knights is they learn that they can mix it with the top teams if they apply themselves with or without the biscuit. Also, their for and against record doesn't change that much, which may help them at the end of the season when the crunch for the top eight occurs. Isaac, so the Panthers absolutely did it. Beat the Knights two tries to three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Neil, Panthers were awful. Cleary missed field goals to win the game. Panthers still won. That's a sign of a quality team. Miller is the worst player in the competition. As a Queenslander, I hope New South Wales leaves Edwards out. Matthew, so Cleary's influence on a game is starting to match the same influence Lockyer used to have, seeing a lot of similarities in their game, albeit different positions. Uh, and Nathan doesn't use as much cocaine, allegedly. Oh, not, yes, he does. I mean, let's be... I mean, let's, I mean we... I mean, we, we, we uh, this is a factual podcast... No. I, mean, I, mean, no. I dare say that cocaine culture is more ingrained today yeah. than it was in the year 2000. <laughs> I'd almost, I'd say supply availability and general cultural acceptance are all far in excess of what it was 20 Exactly, which means the cocaine that Nathan Cleary's daunting now is 80% creatine. Because it's been stomped on by 19 dealers before it gets to Penrith. <laughs> God damn. Next game. The uh, Brisbane Broncos, 43, defeated the Gold Coast Titans, 26. Down there at Hope Solo Coliseum. The Broncos, 43, came through tries to uh, Ricky Farnworth, Walsh, Arthurs, Capewell, Mam, and Cobbo. We had uh, six conversions from seven attempts from uh, Adam Reynolds, a penalty goal to Reynolds, and a disrespectful field goal to Reynolds. Defeating the Titans, 26 tries to Sammy Leeming with his first try for the Titans and a double to Cam Pereira. Uh, Tanner Boyd, four conversions and a penalty goal. It's a bit of a weird game. It felt like the Titans were, were in the game and the Broncos scored a couple of tries against the run of play and... And then just towards the end of the game, just pulled away, you know, some touches of class from the key players like Walsh and Mam and, you know, Reynolds pulling the strings and Capewell had, you know, his usual solid game. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. They, they gave up 26 similar, similar points. similar to the South game, I thought, yeah. like in that it was just some moments of luck. I mean, it was kicks getting it was kicks getting taken back to the house, right? That yeah. Was, and just it was, a, it was like there was like two or three of those. And that's what turned what had up to that point been a, you know, fairly tight contest. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, I was reasonably impressed with, with what the Titans brought. I, I'd probably still like to see a bit more from from David Fafita, but, I'm, you know, I've been saying that for a, a fair while. But, um, yeah, they're, 
I don't know. The Titans actually, he's getting a bit out of that roster, if I'm honest. And, and I think Foran is a massive, uh, you know, a, a massive influence over what they're doing. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, you know, Holbrook's had his um, detractors, but I think, you know, with the roster they have at the moment, he's he's wringing its neck. And yeah. I, I, I don't hate where the Titans are at. I hate the Titans and I hate the fans, but I don't hate where they're at right now. I, I think this game puts the rest of the competition firmly on notice that that the Brisbane Broncos are a fucking hard team to rein back in. If you let them get out to any sort of lead, mm. you know, a, a 12-point lead or, or more, that that group of kids just fucking runs. Mm. And they're going to be a very difficult team to run back down. It's a long season, and we'll see what happens last year. They, they were the same way, and they had their dip later on. Yeah. I don't know but about the same. Good. I think Walsh Walsh adds this, this whole other element. That, they've that, got a very favourable draw um, the first half of this season as well. With yeah. I think like one like one trip out of Queensland, I think, or two trips out of Queensland in the first like fucking yeah you know, till Origin. Yeah, exactly. Which means that and and whilst they're going to have other Queensland games that aren't necessarily home games, like this Titans game, like, you know, going up to North Queensland and shit. There is going to be, you know, the next second half of the season, if they're, if, if they're fucking serious, the second half of the season should be a lot of away games in, you know, yeah, in Sydney or whatever. I haven't had a look at it, but um, I only just saw the, like, the first 10 games. I was like, fuck that, you know, like one time out of the state. Um, so when that happens, then I guess we'll see what they... Uh, what they bring, and you know, maybe that could that could be the catalyst. That if the seventy percent completion, fifteen error, thirty five missed tackle games that have eked them out wins at home, whether yeah. they can still actually magically produce wins. I, I get that, but again, in the spirit in the spirit of fairness, we just said that that Penrith were were horrid, but managed to jag a win, and that's what quality sides do. The Broncos are only able to play what's in front of them. Yeah, and if the team in front of you lets you beat them by twenty, yeah. then fucking go, son. <laughs> Do your thing. Um, that also that combination with Reynolds and Capewell, mm. that's becoming almost a guaranteed six points a game. Just any t- any fucking time, there's anyone out further than they should be in that line, and Reynolds spots it on that side. There is a kick going through every single fucking time. And Capewell is ready for it. That is an excellent combo. And, like, clubs will have to prepare for that. That's something you need to fucking watch for. The, the Titans, well, what the fuck do you say? Absolute fucking rabble. Yep, fuck them. Out of boys. Go well, go well, go well, Foz, but... Yeah, you know. Uh, look, and you know what? Fuck them so much. I don't even have socials for that game, so who gives a fuck? Let's go. <laughs> well, the match of the round, the Raiders 20 beat the St. George Illawarra Dragons 14 <laughs> down in Canberra. The Raiders 20 tries to Chris Timokor and Hudson Young. Uh, one of the greatest fucking tries of all time to Hudson Young, I'd have to say. Uh, three conversions to old uh, Teary Eyes and a penalty goal. The Dragons 14, a double. Tau Tau Monga. The motherfucker scored like a length of the field like yeah. intercept try as well. I didn't think the old knees had it in them. And uh, Fini with the other one, um, Lomax missed all these conversions and got a penalty goal. Uh, yeah, this one, this was a, this was a fucking tough watch in the first half. Yeah, an absolute highlight free first half, pretty much. <laughs> and I wouldn't say, and you could say the defense ruled the you know ruled the day because teams did have periods with the ball where they were applying pressure, but they. None of them were holding the fucking ball long enough to really do much of anything. Um, and the Dragons actually looked fairly good. I mean, you know, getting the try just before half time, and they look like, you know, kind of in the box seat, but fucking some strange tries in this one. And that Hudson, that Hudson Young try that ultimately sealed the game for the Raiders. He showed some pace. It's one of the strangest fucking tries yeah. I've ever seen. I mean, that is a strange try. Just the, the coordination, first, the skill from him to get his hands on the ball while making the tackle. That's yeah. tick one. Yep. Tick two, 
the obedience and coordination of the other two guys that were in the tackle to drop off at the exact right moment while he re- reefed it out. Yep. Then three, when he reefed it out, he landed on the ground. <laughs> then he gets back up and starts running from a dead... Like, you can't get a more standing start than being on the fucking ground. <laughs> and, uh, then not standing at all. And, and like, <laughs> then, then 20, 20 metres out, burns off everybody <laughs> to fucking score the try. Uh, it was just... It was unreal. That was nuts, yeah. I mean, I, I love look. I love this for him. I'd love to watch that more than him fucking trying to gouge a cunt's eyes out. <laughs> I mean, hasn't he come a long way? <laughs> Good on the young fella. Second one, just to, to bring it learning back and growing. I'm, just, I'm all for self improvement. Like earlier this show, we've been talking about fucking Radley, mm. and what a dumb, ignorant cunt he is that refuses to learn how to better his game. Yep. When you had a guy that was a fucking borderline sociopath on the field. He was getting some of the best suspensions for eye gouging that yeah. we've seen in the fucking modern game. Like he, was, turned, he was in there. He was just, he was getting in there. Turned himself like he was fucking, into a decent member of society. <laughs> like he was Glenny. He locked someone, he locked the chick in the car and he was trying to fucking jump straight to fucking third base. <laughs> just, wow. Nothing but just, just, just fingers fucking probing Glenny. <laughs> wow. How did we get here? <laughs> Oh, I did have a couple of notes about this game, and I don't really want to read them out now. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, did I steal your thunder with that? No, not at all. There was nothing funny. I was just... Uh, look, I think it's the second week in a row where the Dragons were right in a game until the end. Um, and albeit they, did, they didn't get the result, why is it exactly that they're so keen to sack their coach? They're still in games. They're, you know, their attack is actually in parts in that second half Looked like it was clicking into gear. They got one of the best halfbacks who's who's come out and said, you know, he he doesn't want the coach to be sacked. You know, what do you get out of him if they then go and punt? Some the of those young players they've been wanting to see in the, in the first grade yeah. side for years are starting to really you know perform. Yeah. You got old mate, you got, you got old fucking Tauntaun, fucking who's been playing for a hundred years of which he's had ninety nine point nine years out with fucking <laughs> ACLs and shit. It's running length of the field and striding out and looking good. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of comments on Twitter when this game, towards the end of this game, to be fair, with people saying the players don't care. You got a sack hook right now. Wow. The players don't. The players don't care. I'm like, as a neutral, I didn't get that. Yeah. From the game. I just so. Yeah. Look, you want to see a team where the players don't care? Fucking tune in this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got better than average chance of jacking your first week, bloody believe me. Who fucking knows what'll happen? But, but yeah, um, and and I, and I think this is an important win for the Raiders, backing up their performance against the Broncos. And um, you know, in, in, is, as their seed, season progresses, I think there's still, you know, there's still a hell of a lot of room for improvement in the Raiders. But you know, that's a that's a solid win when again, team. There's probably not at their best and, and probably haven't quite found themselves over the course of the season so far to to, to squeeze out a win that's an important two points for them. Yeah, it certainly yep. is. Oh, also, absolute fucking shock from Jack Whiten. And we, we, we joke about the fact that he does the short kicks and they go dead. He kicked one from like halfway that, <laughs> that rolled dead. <laughs> like, oh, my God, man. $1.2 million or $1.1 million, whatever the fuck Canberra is talking about. But they're going to give it to him. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, they're going to give it to him. Definitely. Unless fuck the West that. Tigers can come in there and trump him with like 1.3 or something. <laughs> Which isn't out of the question. Yeah, I'm sure they'll make that offer. I don't think you'll <laughs> take it. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty clear that it's about the money and not about the winning. If he stays with Canberra for the, for $1.1 million, that's not about winning, is it? It's about getting a healthy bump. Yeah. Fucking oath. Devonhead, he said the Dragons are about as useful as a Tigers supporting Canning Crows loving podcast host. It's fucking extremely gone. useful, then. That's what a, what a compliment. It's beautiful. Now, it's the nicest thing he's ever said. You were, talk, yeah. you were talking before about the vibe of Dragons fans and how they feel about Ben Hunt and the coach. Dean is about to let you know. You know what, Hunt? You can go fuck yourself. Fuck Ooh. off with your racist coach. Where I don't want another coach. You fucking stupid cunt. You will never win a premiership because you literally dropped it, you stupid fucking cunt. Where We should keep Griffin. He's good. I'm going to do a hit up on the last play of the game to prove it. Fuck you. 
Hang on, that well, that is an, he did he did make one good point at the end there. That last, yeah, that last option. last play of the game. They've only got, they've only got one play, maybe two if it was a quick play of the ball, but essentially one play. They just had the an opposition player sent to the sin bin, so that was they were thirteen on twelve. You keep the ball. The, moving. You you just keep the ball moving and try yeah. and find a, a gap and try and score a point and yeah, and wherever the fucking try goes over, just hopefully you can kick the goal at the end of it. What you don't do is throw a fucking crash ball to fucking Kerr, who is, like, in a team of plotters, is the alpha fucking plot. Um, this, is, this is a guy who's never fucking bent or broken the line in the history of his career, and you, you entrusted him to do both and just get the ball down for a try. Yeah, that's to it. Win, to, to fucking give you the opportunity to tie the game. Yeah, that was fucked. I will yep. give you that. The rest of it, though, a little bit harsh, if I'm being fair. I, I just think that goes to show they, they hate Hook more than they love Hunt. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So. Nice. Going back to nice. 2015 on him too. Fucking hell. Okay, so is that it for the socials on that one? That's us for the Okay, socials. last game. Uh, the Eels, 30, defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 4. <laughs> um, I can't remember what Benny wanted me to call um, the stadium. What does he call it? The sperm, like, donor. sperm, the sperm donor. Yeah, that's right. Come bank. That's it. Um, <laughs> the uh, eels thirty. Their tries look, came look, through. We've had fucking petitions on this. Okay, the cunt drafted letters, and he got the fucking student union that he's in charge of to stage a peaceful protest until we said it. So, right there, there you go. So fucking, the eels tries. Teachers, are... man. <laughs> Penasini, Moses, and uh, RCG with tries a double to Mike Sivo. Moses, uh, four conversions uh, and a penalty goal. The Doggies, four, came through a solitary try to Paul Alamotti. And uh, I think it was his first try in the NRL. And uh, Birdo missed that conversion. This was a strange game, this one, because, I mean, obviously, you look at the scoreboard and you go, yeah, the Bulldogs got fucked on. But the first 20 minutes of each half were actually very well-contested Mm. You know, and if not favourable to the Bulldogs. Yeah, but I, th- I think the fact that <laughs> the the second 20 minutes of each half, yeah. you know, they fell away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it speaks to, you know, the toll that the the injuries and, and you know, without Fox there, and I, and I made the joke last week that that's, you know, 50% of their attacking potency, and it, it's not far off. Um, unfortunately, the only other guy that, you know, Kiraz has, has shown a bit of go about him and, you know, he's hurt. Um, Kikau's out, so you've got, you got nothing on the edge. Yeah, it's, I don't want to give, I don't really want to give him the injury fucking, well, yeah, know, I mean, you get can't, out of jail free can't really, because, because they were falling away in the second halves of halves all season anyway, before this, mm. you know, alleged injury crisis hit them. Yeah. Fair, but you, you can't deny that even there's some key the guys Tiger, remember, the, remember the fucking Tigers? I remember it well, mate. I remember it well. It's what they do. I just feel like no. they've, they've had 30 points. They've mustered a single solitary fucking try. Um, they just they don't have the points in them. And, you know, there's, with, with those injuries means that there's... A lot more plot element to to what the do you, Bulldogs do you, are doing. Do you do you remember this game pretty well, Glenny? I just want to ask you something about something that happened in it. The fucking okay. that, that first try that Sivo scored, yeah, and like Perham at fullback was right there, and he just sort of instead of trying to make a tackle or get under him to stop him scoring, yeah. he just sort of jogged off and just sort of turned turned like turned away yeah. before he'd actually fallen over the he's, line and everything. Had a bit instead of, a of trying to hit him. Yeah, and try, instead, of, instead of trying to you know, hit him in like cover, drop the ball free, slide, get under mm. it, like something. I was, I was, when I saw that, I was just like, that guy is fucked. That's like drop him territory, mm. you know, straight yeah. away. Yep. Look, as I said, not not the first time we've seen, you know, behaviour like that this season. But Yeah, well, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I think Para, their attack looked a little bit more polished at, time, polished at times than it has... Um, in large part this year, and you know they handled the dogs relatively easily. But I don't even know that I was super impressed with Para, given no, what the was most in front of them. Thing. Yeah, I think like that. That um, 
was it Cartwright that offload for Penasini's try? I mean, that yeah. was fucking great. Mm. That was great footy. But, you know. Yeah, crash board RCG and, you know. Yeah. Pass it to Sivo because they weren't clearly yeah, interested in trying to for Sivo and, and, you know, and Moses gets a run away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm loathe yeah. to give too much credit to Parramatta. I mean, yeah, fuck Parramatta yeah, and fuck yeah. the Bulldogs too. Yeah, and all their fans. The well, that's, that's, I mean, the one positive for the Bulldogs is they've got heaps of fucking cap space left and they can spend up to next year. Yeah, on more pen players. <laughs> That's why we bought Tyrone Peachy. Just to give it away. So he can, he can go to the dogs. The Trojan Peach. <laughs> There's your episode title. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Penrith's out here it. playing fucking chess and everyone else is playing checkers. I uh, love it. Um, right, Joshua. Joshua. Je- the Tigers game was a better spectacle. Zero out of ten. Wouldn't watch again. <laughs> Nick had the thirteen plus and Micah double and penis try. Guth, Paul Brown could have had the decency to go and ha- to have a go and score. Now it's back to sucking dicks beneath the boulevard. Well, what are you really about to lose? Uh, yeah, what are you really? Yeah. What are you Can't really gambling with? I mean, do you know you fucking your throat clearly, but do you know who the saddest <laughs> cunt on Australian television is right now? Blocker. Blocker is fucking blissfully ignorant and he just goes out there, loves his fucking life. Yep. Like he is happy as shit. If someone came to me and said, would you like to trade places with Steve Roach? Yes. A fucking heartbeat. <laughs> he is the happiest cunt in the world. Right? Get to the odd Lozan. That's it. <laughs> Laurie Daly. <laughs> You can see him. He's like, I was the fucking New South Wales State of Origin coach. And now his sole fucking job is to give tips, like betting tips, sponsored by a gambling company, on the Matty Johns fucking post-game show. Yeah. He's not even a Joel Kane. He's like a a lesser Joel Kane. But they don't even... You can see... He's just begging for them to actually talk to them about footy. Like, yeah. he wants him to ask his opinion on an actual fucking issue or topic or anything. And all they want to know is, what's Laurie's fucking mystery multi this week? Yeah, your your mandate is on the point start, pal. You had your and, chance to talk about footy. And you can hear him, like, because now he has to give those fucking warnings. You know, the shit that yep, pops yep. up now after the ads. He has to verbally say all the shit. Yep. <laughs> Disclaimer, and man. That's it, and it is the most soul-crushing ten seconds that you have ever fucking seen. This man, like, I was the New South Wales Origin coach, and now I am reading disclaimers to degenerates. <laughs> that these cunts are not going to oh. listen to. Let's be real. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> so. uh, sad. Yes, and Tim, he said there's a reason this was the junk time game because it was junk. There you go. It We're was. through. We are. Yeah, we through. are. I'll tell you what. I want to hit. You, I want to hit you guys with a little fucking pop quiz. I had this sent through to me the, the, just before we started recording um, uh, from um, League Eye Test, and it's basically a chart with the um, the percentage of minutes played by the teams, with the scores being even, with them leading, with them trailing. Okay. Yeah. So the NRL average is forty one percent trailing, forty one percent leading, and eighteen percent even uh-huh. across the competition. Who is the team? That has been trailing the most time. And how West, much time do you reckon percentage? West Tigers, 70%. What do you reckon, Stepdad? Have they been in front? I think it's fair to say, to paraphrase the great man, that this season the West Tigers have not always been in a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon so, it's over 90. You're fucking close. 89.2% yeah. trailing Tigers. Um, I don't know what... The, the, I mean, we have to do the math because the, the leading part is so small, there's not enough room to put the percentage in. <laughs> and then, then 8.8% even. And that's... So, well, I, did, I didn't take that into So 2% account. leading, 2% leading. But, but again, like all of that time is the beginning of games when it has to be <laughs> fucking even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not even like they've got themselves back to even. <laughs> I was I was I was I was shocked and stunned to see the team that has been trailing for the least percentage of games 
this season. Who's that? Seabs Eagles, 26.7%. Leading, 49.4%. Even, 24%. Cronulla, right, right up there. I mean, there's a little bit... You know, the percentages are pretty good for the you know what you would expect the top eight, right? Yeah. Bronco, Broncos are, are quite... You know, they're, they're quite middle of the pack. They're 35.9% and then uh, leading for 49.1%. So, so the Broncos' percentage of leading is actually quite high. But they've also had to come back and... Again, mm, or- all we're talking about here is at what time in the game do they score their first try? And there are some teams that yeah. get in there every week and and score, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's and that's probably quickly. and that's at two percent for the West Tigers. Which game do they only, score straight away? There is only There's one the... team that does not score all their first try. So and... who do you who's who's second? Okay, so the War, the, the West Tigers have been trailing for eighty nine point two percent of their total game time through round seven. Um, um, the Cowboys who's, who's... next. Close. They're third, oh, third okay. worst. Yeah. They're forty-eight point four, but a big jump, sixty point nine. The Warriors. Yeah, wow. Because remember, that, there was a large chunk of that Cronulla game, so yeah. so that's given Fuck. that's probably sixty minutes they they accumulated yep. on one game alone. There. But they were behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fascinating that's stuff, hey. Interesting, love it. Yep. Um, but I yeah, do, that is I it do fucking it. love that that no one's safe at two tries anymore. Yeah, it's back to that, and those were the games that I fucking loved. Because for a little while there, it was someone would get out to a two-try lead, and it was, ah, oh, okay, yeah, cool. You, yep. you'll, you'll either defend yourself all the way home with that, or they'll get close, and then they'll fuck up, and you'll score another one. It's, mm. yeah, no one's Yeah, but then, we're, but then we're, also getting, we're also getting those games, like we've seen, like, you know, the, the number of golden point games, and, like, the before Manly scored the last try, it was, like, 12-8 for a massive amount yeah. of time in the game. Like, like, where it's actually teams are defending, like, you know, close games are... Uh, you know, staying fucking close for long periods of time as well, which is probably yeah, why there's this. You know, like I haven't done the in-depth looking into the into the figures and all that sort of thing, but like just anecdotally, just like the vibe, it definitely feels like it's just a really competitive, yeah, you know, close sort of season. So, um, may it may it uh, hold up, and may we we not get any uh, last-second rule changes. It's like these, <laughs> these games, these fucking, these fucking eighteen-eight games are too boring. Fucking we. We need to go. We need to unleash the little man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change the seven tackles. Um, but that is it for episode five hundred and eleven. Thanks for listening. As always, thisweekinleague.com forward slash links to get onto all of our socials, tipping comps, Patreon, and more. And I'll tell you, yeah, with the uh, regards to the printing issues we mentioned last time, shout out to whoever from the place listens to the podcast that was addressed the afternoon of the day after the last episode. So I'm happy again. <laughs> so thank you. And, uh, and uh, we'll be uh, remitting you payment shortly. Can we? Uh, the... Anyone else got any issues that want us to fucking fix? Yeah. yeah. If, not happy, if you've got a problem, yo, we'll solve it. Um, and, and, as, and as a result of that being solved as well, that means that um, if I get the chance over the next couple of days, I'll put hoodies up and things like that. It's different colorways color and, and stuff. And uh, I'll be hitting up you guys. You know, if there's any other specific colorways that we should offer this time around, um, just to be different. And uh, on that note, I'll talk to we you boys on Wednesday. Done. Let's fucking do it. Well done. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.